What's up, friend? Welcome to episode five of the Stoked Audio Cast. Stoked stands for a seriously tactical obsession. Knives EDC. My name is Zach, and I'll be your guide through conversations and explorations with artists, makers, trends, check-ins, gear reviews, and now a new series with collectors. Stay up to date. Be sure to follow Stoked on Instagram. Well, you've got to follow me, Zachary underscore EDC, because Stoked got hacked. For this episode, I'm joined by Black Label 6 at BLKLBL6. I'm so stoked Matt is in the house. I'm so stoked you're here along for the ride. Hang on and get stoked. We'll begin in just a moment. Matt, dude, thank you so much for taking the time. Not a problem. Thanks for having me. I'm, How's it going today? It's going great. It's going great. I love it. So one of the amazing things about the EDC community, I keep going back to what Charlie said, that there's legion here. This conversation, like being here with you recording now is a testament to, I think, what Charlie was talking about, legion, that there's real brotherhood and sisterhood. There's a family in this community. And I don't know that we would have ever crossed paths if it wasn't for things like knives, patches, slings. Yeah, no, uh, 1000%. And yeah, like talk about the Legion, like it's insane. We've, there's so many people, like I feel like I'm meeting every time I grab my phone, I'm like finding a new maker or finding a new, new collector to talk to, like, Legion is correct. I think we could have beaten the Spartans at Thermopylae. <laughs> I think there, I think there's, there's plenty of us. Or, or we could have defeated the Persian army for Pete's sake. It's, it's insane. Like there, so many different people. It's, it's amazing. And yeah, totally to connect paths. It's this has been such a unique way for all of us to come to that intersection and and find each other. That. I don't think any other way we would have. So today is December 11th. My stoked EDC Instagram got hacked last night. From what I can tell, the thing is just gone. Yeah, yeah. And I initially freaked out. You know, it's terrible timing. But after sleeping on it, I just thought, you know what, man? I'm not going to fold. I'm not going to lay down. There's something that's going on with this community. And I think that being privileged enough to be able to get time in front of you guys and have these conversations, I just thought, fuck it. We're doing this live. Yeah. Who are the people that you've been connecting with? Who are the, who are the makers that you're super stoked to collect their things? Yeah, of course. Like, oh my God, that that uh, how long do you want this to go time to go yeah, off. for sure totally so like one of the the first makers i probably ever like reached out to and started talking to was toxic over at toxic patch company uh by the way i, I i'll just pretty much like some of these dudes i know their names because we chat all the time 
some of these dudes and, and ladies, sorry, don't mean, don't mean that. Uh, some of these people, uh, like I know their handles and I think I know their name, but we don't talk that formally and other makers, I just know by their handles. So I'm just going to refer to makers by their handles. Cause that's how we all know them anyways. Uh, toxic, super cool. Uh, just been like uh, once i saw the uh the mario series like uh, oh my god like dude there's my nostalgic childhood right there so i just started reaching out chit-chatting and that was like okay like they seem pretty cool maybe i could talk to this other person about this thing uh i want to say charlie over at pondium was like the second person i started talking to and then it just snowballed from there then it was just like whenever i saw a post i felt more comfortable commenting uh whenever i saw somebody's gear that was really cool i felt fine like clicking that follow button and like keeping keeping tabs on people for lack of a non-creepy way to say it uh but yeah like now i couldn't even tell you like how many people i'm following and all that but yeah uh the probably the coolest person i've been talking to lately has been over at uh colony collective uh awesome dude uh, just had a big long conversation with him about a new passion I want to start, like doing lock picking. And he nice. just out of nowhere, like I'd mentioned to him, hey, there's something I'm interested in. And he dropped uh, like paragraphs of information for me. And it, it's insane. It's like I, I'm humbled by the, the amount of info he dropped on me. It's super cool. How did you get into EDC? Have you always carried a pocket knife? It seems like so much of the push behind EDC right now is when we say EDC, we also mean patches. But how do you have any memories of how this may have initially started for you? Sure, sure. I, I would I, once you started this podcast, that was and you started asking some of these guys that question, it really started making me think about it too. I'm like, hmm, what I I want I know like for a fact when my dad he was a hunter, uh, central Illinois, you know, out in the woods all the time. And if it wasn't, if it wasn't deer that we were hunting to have for like, you know, extra meat for the winter, you know, it was, you know, some rabbit or squirrel or whatever, but, and then in the spring and everything, we were going for mushrooms too. So you always had to have a pocket knife with you. You know, that was just like the way of life. You always had a pocket knife. So I want to say, from he when he how how old was i when he taught me knife safety probably like seven or eight or something like that i always had a pocket knife uh so that's probably where it all started from like all my childhood whenever we would go somewhere on vacation or whatever uh dad always picked me up a new knife so there's like a ton like a, a box in the garage that's got ton. most of them were little multi-tools you know, the little, like the, the knockoff Swiss army knives you can get at the grand Canyon with your name on it. Kind of a thing. Like I got a, a million and one of those, but yeah, yeah. It started, started there as a kid. And I, I want to say like, it really picked back up. I kind of walked away from it for a while. Cause you know, when you're a teenager, you get different interests. <laughs> but came back to it a few months ago and it just exploded, exploded. What are the things that you carry on a regular basis? Oh, of course. Uh, got a, right now I'm carrying my 
got my Spiderco persistence that I just found in that box. I was going through it the other day and it was like, dude, I remember that knife when I got it. And I want to say this thing is legit, like at least 12 years old. It's awesome. Uh, so obviously knife and a flashlight, you got to have those. Uh, this is a Olite M1X I've been carrying for a while. Uh, usually I use the little baton one that they have, that S1R baton. Uh, and then from there, obviously it's whatever your day is. I mean, if you notice on my page, like <laughs> I feel kind of lame whenever I do a pocket dump, it's almost like the same thing every time. Cause I haven't been able to expand my collection this year so much, but I've been bookmarking and finding all kinds of things. So starting like at the first of the year, like I'm going to start collecting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're going to, hopefully this is the year you see me throw down and get some fun stuff and, and see some different stuff on my page. It's not that I want to see different stuff on your page just to see different stuff on your page. Mm -hmm. It's that I want to see you getting hooked up and connecting with the things that you are always so generously sharing. And this is important. I got to say this. I feel like over this last semester teaching, I've gone in and out of being able to track who's dropping what. I miss more than I get just because I wasn't even aware of it. Yeah. And then since you and I have been connecting, you know, we would start sharing like, dude, check out what's coming yeah. and stuff like this. Yeah. My, the vibe that I get from you with the way that we've connected is you are, you are a lighthouse of stoked. Mm -hmm. You, you share the excitement of the things that are coming out. And I like, dude, if I know anyone that deserves to get spoiled in the EDC community, <laughs> it, dude, it's black label six. Nah, nah, yep. Nah. And so when we think about, when we think about the things that you'd like to add to your collection, what are those, what are the grail pieces? I'm not talking about things that cost a lot. Sure. What are, the thi what yeah. are those things yeah. you would love to add to your collection? Oh, totally. I mean, cause I'd like, just cause it's a grail piece doesn't mean it's un unattainable, unaffordable kind of a thing. Totally. Like I know, like one of the things I definitely have to get one dead donuts, dude. It, 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 I want to say like donuts are like 25 bucks. Like I got to score a donut. You know, I, I just keep, it's one of those things like you put off and you put off like to circle back real quick, what you were saying, like, I get stoked on everyone getting happy. So like, this is this, oh, dude, I got it. I get a chub this time of year, every year, because this is when you get to throw down and not just like, it's one thing to give somebody something, but I get like the adrenaline sheer enjoyment of like, dude, have I got something for you? You know, that's, and this is that, that time of year. So I'm like, Oh yeah, this is great. Like, so that's why I've been like super excited whenever, like I, I'm firing off links to you and Charlie and anybody out there that if I have even a modicum of an idea of what you're into, like if I find something when I'm just dicking around going down the rabbit hole, 
I'm sending you every link I find, you know, like totally. Cause I want, I, I, I get stoked on people scoring what they're, they're most after. So, but yeah, sorry. Uh, grail for me this year is going to be uh first thing I am going to get. And I am so excited because he is super cool. Five point knives. Uh, he's got a drift. Oh, that drift knife is just like, oh, it's just gorgeous. I think part of part of what I'm sold on is his his maker stamp too. But uh, that knife is beautiful. Uh, I've I've got I've been in talks with him. Uh, he's working on one for me, so that's going to be great. I'm super excited to score one of those. Uh, uh, 92 apparel. Oh. Oh, the, those sacks are awesome. Uh, I've been chatting with them too. Cam and Cass over there are, are amazing. Just super helpful and friendly. And yeah, yeah, tons of stuff. Uh, I was going to make a comment there about uh, how the makers are are also like what makes this so fun. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Just a couple pieces so far. Uh, this also too. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Je- the Jack Skellington Ed's manifesto patch, dude, dude. I, I'm I, I'm check I'm checking tactical outfitters like four times a day, just randomly whenever it crossed my mind. I'm like, oh, just pull it up, see if it's up yet. You right mm-hmm. now? Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, yes. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah. It, it was funny when uh, Shank put up that that spitfire head or shred sorry when shred, shred. yeah when he put up that spitfire head the 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 insane amount of people all we all came out of the world we were like dude yeah i skated when i was a kid and like that may be the connection we all have in this community like i feel like we all skateboarded at some point in our lives here like that was neat that was really neat to see because then it like it, that obviously brings back nostalgia for all of us because then we all like get to sit back and remember like jumping down that set of eight stairs and rolling our ankles or you know <laughs> or because i, I want to say it, it's probably not too far off the mark to say we were all around like cky at the time and you know getting into shopping carts and crashing into cars and bushes and stuff being idiots so i think you're totally right it seems like a bunch of us were either skaters or tapped into a little bit of the skater ethic mm-hmm. because it seemed like my perspective of what's going on with EEC, not only the branding and the visuals, but it's like a rebirth of skate culture that popped up somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like the, the individuality of it, like how there were so many different, let's say comparative like brands there were so many different brands to choose from and there were so many different configurations to carry with your board. And it was a way not just to, you know, make an expression of yourself and to, to make something yourself. Uh, but it was also a tapping into a community of other like-minded people. You know, when you would go to the skate park you know, you would see that kid that you've never talked to in your life, nail that trick he had been working on for half an hour and you get excited for him or you get pissed because you wanted to do it first (laughs) either way, but you, you, it still inspired that connection. 
you know, and, and I, I, I you know, you put it in those terms, it's definitely like, like almost interconnected kind of a thing, you know, we're all looking for that individual unique carry setup for ourselves. We love showing it off and what we have and what we can do to each other. And we're all getting hyped on each other. And that's building up the next layer for the next part. So the guy Ollie's the eight stair. Okay. Well, I'm going to kick flip it. Oh, I'm going to 180 kick flip, you know, and just seeing us all push each other to the next level. I remember back in the day being in San Diego and skating with some of the early, mostly Willie Santos. He was wow. someone that any of us that got the chance to, to be with him, like he would do this kind of thing. Like most of us were either too young or too poor to have a car. And he had this little Mitsubishi. He would come around and pick all of us up either after school or on the weekend. And we would just go to wherever he was going to be meeting a trans world photographer or whatever. I feel like some of what you're talking about, and I feel like some of what I see in the EDC community is like, it's got that level of, of excitement. Yeah. People are totally. starting to do different things and, and, and like, I see the hashtag, like makers supporting makers or and makers yeah. being happy for other makers. It, it seems yeah. like there's a little bit of competition, but more than that, it seems like the people that are putting stuff out are just pushing each other further and further yeah. and further. And so yeah. quickly. Yeah. Oh, to, totally. Totally. It, it's definitely like friendly push and it's awesome. It's so awesome to see. And we, and us as collectors, like we just get to reap the benefit and it's amazing, you know, and, and the fact that they're all so accessible too, which is huge, allows them to have that kind of an input as well to know like, you know, oh yeah, that's really great. Or what if you did it amongst themselves, amongst collectors, amongst, you know, all of us. And it's, it's cool to see that, like you said, that, that friendly rivalry pushing each other up to the next level kind of a thing. And, and so quickly, you know, you get to see Charlie, look at Charlie, you know, he's hitting marker. He was just talking about how he's hitting markers he wasn't slating himself to hit for another three years. He's hitting at three months, you know? So then not only does that affect him, but it also affects the community around him of the people that he's working with. Cause now he gets to reach out to the leather guy that he wanted to collab with. He gets to reach out to the, the guy who's really good. The, the post about the G10 knives. That's super cool. You know, like it just seeing every single one of these guys expand and grow, you know, watching them do their own thing and take that like little nugget that they saw from somebody and, you know, Oh yeah, I know I can do that. It's really, it's amazing. It's amazing. And I think that's, what's got me hooked. Cause now it's like, Ooh, what's next? What's next? It's fun. If you were going to talk to people, about EDC, what are the things that you'd want to communicate in general about EDC? Yeah, like the funny, like, I guess the one, there's kind of two ways to attack that. I, I would say like, there's the explanation phase. And then there's also like the guy who gets it 
and you're talking about where you guys are at kind of a thing collectively like uh the first way to just like explain it it's funny you bring that up because i'm gonna have to here soon i've got uh 92 apparel uh i just reached out to for a couple buddies i wanted to get them something for christmas tis the season man so uh i got two different sacks for two different dudes that uh i'm close to out here so i know i'm gonna have to explain like you know to a guy who just got one of my buddies he like he he works at the airport he carries gear with him but specific things and like he has to watch what he carries too because he's got to go in and out of like metal protectors metal detectors and stuff like that so uh I'll be able to explain it like, Hey, so this will make your life a lot easier. If you just sack everything, you can throw it in the little tray thing and just walk right on through, you know, it'll make your life easier. Uh, but also explaining it to my wife <laughs> has been, has been the fun thing. Luckily I've got a, I've got a beautiful lady by my side who, who gets it. She sees that I'm passionate about it. So she's let me roll with it, you know, explaining like, why I need that knife and why I need that, you know, why do I need the, the cactus, the, the Hellboy cactus from, from Nate, from Darth Nader, you know, why do I need that? What does it do? Nothing. Okay. It's like, yeah, it's just, it's like art, you know, it's just art to keep in my pocket, you know, a little totem that I can take with me that, you know, I can imbue something on, uh, whether it be like, I can imbue it as a totem to, help me get through the day, uh, totem to remind me of my kid, uh, uh, a glow nut from dead donuts. That'll remind me, Hey, you haven't had your donut yet. You know, whatever it is, like, that's what, that's what EDC is. That's what EDC is to me is my personal totems to remind me who I am. Not just like where I've come from, but where I'm going to go and and the kit that i need to help me get there and i hope every day that i pack the right things uh i was talking a little bit to snubby society about that if you if you haven't checked him out he's definitely a good one to check out at snubby society gives a real good uh just go through his highlight reels uh and it's something that he's really put on me, like over carrying. I want to carry like everything I have in my drawer because each totem brings me something different, but you can't, you only got so many pockets and I'm not going to wear Jinko jeans to, you know, keep it all in my pockets. That's for sure. So, you know, every day you got to make that decision about what, what's going to get you through your day. And then to the fellow EDCers out there, you know, I, I just want to see what's in your pockets. <laughs> I love, I love getting on here every day and finding something new for myself. It's not, I, I'm stoked that you've got it in your pockets and I, and, you know, tell me more about it and what it means to you. Cause I love hearing that, but I also selfishly want to find it for myself. Norvik perfect example yesterday norvik in his stories put up a post from a leather maker 
I'm kicking myself right now that I don't remember the name. I did give him a follow at field Fieldcraft, I think it was, was the guy's name. But in there, in his video, he just, it was a video of him doing his pocket dump. And he pulls out this little scalpel looking knife. And I'm like, that thing is beautiful. So then I got to go to, you know, Fieldcraft. And I'm, you know, scrolling through his page to find that knife that he took a picture of. And I find that bad boy and I go find the maker. And then I had like a three minute conversation with the maker yesterday. Just talk to him about the knife. You know, how does he drop those? What's his, you know, preferred method of, of sale on those? Obviously, you got to talk price at some point. And then, you know, just telling him, hey, love your work, man. Keep doing what you're doing. You know, glad you're, you're doing something that I hope you love. And please keep at it because I love seeing it. It's great. I was watching colony put something up about a conversation he was having with necromaker about how necromaker they were talking about like planning and foresight and future thought and da 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 and necro was like are you writing it down in your book and colony's like sometimes <laughs> like and that's the thing like i i I don't know if makers do. I'm sure they all do because the, if they're smart enough to make what they make, they're a million times smarter than I am. But I hope some of these guys like Charlie, he's talking about his ideas. Like, I hope you guys are writing them down because who knows, like what could be a passing thought could turn out to be like the next thing that we all like use and not just in like, I mean, who knows, like, what it could do you know you could you could be on to something that saves somebody's life someday you know well so i look at a lot of this it's one of the things that i marvel at on a daily basis is that so many of these makers being the artists they are they're they're grabbing these ideas out of the ether yeah and then actually manifesting something it's super yes. exciting to watch yeah so humbling Look, oh, insanely, it, I just, it puts me in my place every time I open it up. Cause it's just like, God, I wish I was that smart. God, I wish I was that creative, creative. That's the key. Like that's the, I think that's the, the difference. It's kind of like uh, Elvis versus Johnny Cash. You can like, you can, you can be an Elvis fan and like Johnny Cash. You can be a Johnny Cash fan and you can like Elvis. Uh, I'm the, the cash guy uh in this scenario but there's makers and there's collectors now makers collect and collectors can make but you're one or the other at the end of the day you're you're a maker or you're a collector and the the key difference is, is the creativity yeah I, I, and this is not a jab at anyone the collectors that make tend to make something that another maker already does. They've just kind of like either honed it their own way or put their own little twist on it. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. As long as you've talked to them about it, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, don't go stealing because God, there's no faster way to get yourself kicked out of here. And I'm fully on board with that. Uh, as, as a collector in the community, I want you guys to know 
we're here for you guys too. We'll definitely, you need somebody publicly shamed. We'll flog them for sure. Uh, but the, the, the creative makers out there, they're, they're a step above and, and I love it. That's the difference between us. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I, I'm sad to say I'm a, just a consumer, but at the end of it, like, really I am, I, I may have an idea here or there, but nothing like, you know, colony when he came out with that key fob, holy cow. Like it's a whole, you know, escape a dangerous situation hidden inside a key fob. You know, if someone were to shake you down, that isn't a pro like a cop or something like that. They're going to leave that key fob and you're going to get out. If you practice with your gear, like you should, like you're going to get out because he can save your life with that thing. And the creativity to be like, dude, I could put a whole escape kit for somebody in some menial object. That's just boom. You know, that's what this is. That's what I was talking about. When you get the guys that are pushing each other, because it's one thing to have the kit in your scapular. Uh, it's one thing to have all those little bits and pieces like in baubles in your pocket or in a sack in your pocket, but then to up that game by putting it into another mundane object, that's, that's where we're all going kind of a thing. You know, that's the next level we're all going to go to together. And that's fun. If you were going to have a conversation with makers that you follow or ask questions, whether you say specific makers or not, sure. what are the kinds of questions and conversations you'd like to have? I, I try to joke with them, you know, cause I know I, I do tend to feel bad for some of these guys, especially like the, the Uber popular ones. Uh, cause I know they're going to get inundated for one and two, you know, it, the probably the majority of what they're getting inundated with is how come we can't score one that's a different conversation that we can have if you want but that's you know i feel bad for those makers so whenever i get a chance like hope for instance uh, example hobo hobo tactical put up uh, a q a ask me anything so i just for like three minutes of my day i was like what's the stupidest things i can ask this guy Cause he's probably going to get a bunch of people asking him like, Hey man, what are you going to drop? What are you going to do? Can I get duh, duh, duh. like, I'm hoping I can break up some of the monotony of it. So I was like, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck? You know, you tell me what's your answer. Yeah. Uh, what do, are you boxers or briefs? <laughs> you know, like I, I legit like sent these questions to, like, I think one of them he answered. I, I can't remember which one it was. I'd have to, his story's gone by now, but what I asked him a dumb question, he answered it. I was like, Oh, that's my question. You know, like it, I, that's what I prefer to do. I prefer to just have like a casual fun and friendly, you know, if I've got a question, I'm going to try my best and answer it on my own by digging through past posts of yours or reaching out to someone else that I know that owns something of yours and ask those questions before I come bother you as a maker, because I'd rather you just keep making, you know, you keep doing what you're doing and stay happy with it. Uh, Cause then we all win, <laughs> you know, you're not getting bogged down by like 
hey man, when's the next drop? Like, well, when you get asked that question like 30 times in your DMs a day, you're gonna stop looking at your DMs. And then like when someone has a legit question or, you know, an idea, concern or whatever, you know, I don't want you to get burnt out. So how much wood can a woodchuck chuck? I don't know, he didn't answer. Uh, I, I wish I knew I'm gonna go to my grave not knowing how much wood a woodchuck could chuck because hobo didn't answer it <laughs> and uh, and i i have that void forever now <laughs> well to, to to his credit though he's been doing some really cool charitable work lately so he gets he gets a, he definitely gets a pass boxes or briefs boxer briefs man like i you gotta have you gotta have the the control and the comfort that's how you do it Control is crucial, but it uh, gotta have control. But you can't be bound down. No, it to, to you do need the 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 capture, but you you also need the release. So, Airflow. Yeah, yeah, it's a day. It's the Just daily struggle. Crazy. I mean, that's that's the first piece of EDC we should be talking about. That's what I want to know from all these makers, boxers or briefs. So, <laughs> mid calf or full rise socks no show i mentally said to myself matt is absolutely not a no show <laughs> now to you to be fair i've got a couple uh van socks that are like the stripey ones that go up to your knee i've got a couple of those those are my winter socks out here in the desert uh i, I pop those on it's about that time of year but for the most part, it's it's strictly no show, absolute no show socks. I don't know what that is. That's like a hang up of mine. Like it's one of my pet peeves, especially when they advertise no show socks, but then they stick out over the top of you. Dude, no. No. Yeah, no show. Sorry. <laughs> I'm getting fired up. <laughs> what do you eat for breakfast? Coffee. Lots and lots and lots of coffee. Uh, and then uh, if I am hungry, it's like a breakfast burrito type thing. Uh, Tacos and burrito. Ooh, that's, that's the, now you're asking the hard hitting questions here and I'm loving it. Uh, I go to, I'm going to go taco. I'm going taco. You get, I can eat more. <laughs> no pineapple or pineapple on a pizza. Dude. I just experimented with this question to myself. I have been brought to the pineapple side. I, I swore to God it was never going to happen. There's no way that works. If you haven't tried it, try it. Because I am amazed that it works. And I have caught myself like, dude, I kind of want a pineapple pizza right now. <laughs> Apparently Arizona is a little bit more of a friendly state because being here in Buffalo, even having this conversation oh. <laughs> that I'm not mic'd up because depending on how you answer in the streets of Buffalo, you could have your card pulled real quick. I was going to say, somebody's probably at your window right now beating on, hey, Hey, don't you dare put that pineapple on that pizza. <laughs> There's whole neighborhoods we're going to have to avoid after this conversation. Yeah, desert life's friendly, man. It's great out here. I, I was, I'm, I'm originally from the Midwest, central Illinois, 
uh, grew up there for about 18 years. Uh, Peoria, to be specific, the armpit almost of the United States, if you will. Uh, you could get on a stepladder and see the entire state. It was so flat and boring. Uh, moved to Chicago, stayed Chicago for almost 18 years. Uh, loved it, but God damn, it's so cold. So, so cold. So my wife and I have a couple friends talk about skateboarding. My buddy that I've known since I was 13, he was working at the skate shop. That's how I met him. Uh, he moved out here with his wife. Uh, she's got a couple friends from school that she grew up with that moved out here with their kids and everything. So a couple years ago, we were like, why are we freezing to death when we got like friends that are family out in the desert? Let's, let's go warm up. <laughs> let's go defrost. <laughs> Sugar coated. It gets hot for a couple months. So I'm, I'm, I'm miserable, but then it gets nice. Like today, uh, it was a low of 44 this morning and it's going to get up to 71. So I got my little bit of cold in the morning to, to kind of wake me up and then I can, choose to put some shorts on later in the day if i feel like it you know <laughs> it is when did you start getting tattooed and what's your what's your ink of i went my very first tattoo was the day i turned 18 because i could finally do it uh my pentecostal pastor father about beat the living hell out of me but i was 18 so what was he gonna do kind of thing uh me and a group of my friends were huge into the band afi uh I got the Neophilum. I know that's not how you say it. I have no idea how to say it. But uh, the bat looking dude from uh, one of their albums, I had it tattooed on my right bicep. My uh, high school girlfriend at the time thought I was the coolest thing ever. And I have since covered that thing up twice. <laughs> I'm not, I don't think I can cover it up enough. But yeah, I started, I started when I was 18. That's probably like, my underlying passion throughout my life has always been tattooing was, you know, getting tattooed and seeing tattoos. It's still to this day, like I probably have more tattoo posts saved than I do of anything in the EDC type world. But yeah, I started, started with my arm and slowly worked my way up that arm. Uh, that tattooing has been a huge part of my life. It, it's actually where I met my wife. Uh, she was leaving the tattoo shop as I walked in. Yeah. Uh, that tattoo artist, uh, Dan Forbes, Mojo Studios, Central Illinois. If you're looking for a tattoo shop, uh, he, uh, him and my wife had known each other. She'd been going to him since she had turned 18. Uh, I was just a shop rat at that time. Like I was help just helping him out. I was just answering the phone, you know, doing like sweeping the floor and that kind of a thing, just, just to get out of my house and something to do. He didn't pay me or anything. I just love being there. Uh, yeah, he was the best man at my wedding. <laughs> it's his fault that uh, I'm stuck with her. So he had to take part in all of it. So yeah, I love it. Vans off the wall, high tops or vision streetwear. Vans authentics. That is, I have worn that shoe, just a black, they came out with the comfy cushions a couple years ago, and that has not left my feet ever since. Although I make that comment, and right now I'm wearing my 
my checkerboard flip-flops from vans but it's all it's always vans i vision vision had their place and i uh my buddy here from the skate shop he he's got a pair of visions that he rocks when he goes and skates here in the ditches uh but it'll always be vans always what else man i'm loving life man um I'm looking forward to uh, Knox EDC makes a uh, Fight Club coin. I love me some Fight Club. Uh, uh, Battleworks has Fight Club soap. I got to nab me one of those this year. Uh, what else? I, I've, I'm, I'm lame. I started a list on my phone of like priority I've got like a priority list of like, and it, it's on, it's like on the front page of my phone. It's, it's, it's sad, but it's okay. It, it, it's, it's my goals. We'll put it that way. It's my list of goals for the year, but I've actually gotten quite a few pieces off of it to like build my, my quote unquote preferred everyday carry kit uh, without much swap out. You know what I mean? Like, it's one thing to like change up the kit every day, but um, I'm also of like the opinion when it comes to certain pieces, you kind of can't change those out. Like your knife, you need to know where that is. <laughs> like if you, if you keep changing it out to like, Hey, I carry it in on my belt for this one or on my, in my pocket for this one, like just carry them both then because if you need it, you need to have it where you first reach for it kind of a thing. Yeah. I question for you. Uh, uh, what are you carrying? Kaiser. I showed you Kaiser. Yeah. Got a, another one <laughs> and then double trouble, baby. And then I've got the little Saviti. Oh, those are sweet. I, I found that knife recently and uh, a couple months back and like, that's just the coolest little knife. These three are so little that I'll typically carry one left, one right. Yeah. Um, I have two. I have two coins. I've got this uh, little moon coin. Coins are really important for me. They remind me of. They remind me of people that are no longer with me in this realm. This little memento mori, dude. Yes, yes. This okay. one I've been holding. A, so yeah, sack goes in the back pot. Where do you carry your pouch? You carry everything in your sling or what? I guess that's the very first question. First question number one: your pouches and stuff, sling or pockets. This pondium V one sling. I don't really take it off. Yeah. Same coin, brother. Absolutely. Same coin. Same coin. I found this coin a couple years ago, somehow, somewhere, some way. And I was like, dude, if anything I need to remember in my life is that time is not given. <laughs> the most valuable commodity every single person has in this world is time. And how you choose to spend that is 
is the most important decisions you can make. So make sure you are spending that wisely. I feel that so much. I carry a note in one pocket that says I am dust and ashes. And in the other pocket, I carry a little note that says, for us, the world was created. So the only guarantee that I have in life, the only one, I don't know anything. I don't, I do not know anything. Hmm. The one thing I know is I'll die. Yep. That's it. Yep. And so when I you can evade taxes. So when people are like taxes and death, no, you can evade taxes, (laughs) but you can't, you can't evade death. It comes for us all. And I know now I see, I used to, I used to know that I knew things. I used to, I used to know that I knew things for a long time. Yeah. Dude, I knew so much. Yeah. Right. And then, and then gratefully I got humbled over and over and over again. Yeah. I just kept thinking I knew. And now it's an amazing place to be that I now know I know nothing. Mm-hmm. And, but I'm curious and I'm a, I'm a curious, excitable guy. I'm not very quick. I'm not, the, I'm not very quick witted. All you guys can figure out where the movie's going, what the story's about, the trajectory of all these kinds of things. I don't have that. I don't have that. See, I'm too gullible. And so when I talk with you or I shouldn't say that when I listen to you and when I listen to other people that have been on this podcast, when I listen to my family, when I listen to my students, I remember that I'm playing a role. It's just a role. Hmm. I'm some thing covered in this increasingly dad bod <laughs> fleshy thing and i've always believed is that you know every life has a ripple effect so like no matter what you do it's going to affect someone somewhere some way like in your sphere and maybe even outside of your sphere and you may never even know about it i do super fast example i you know in high school i was a you know, the jokey guy and caused a lot of trouble and, you know, didn't really, you know, took that no authority skater type role, maybe a little too seriously, but I had fun with it no matter what. Uh, I had years later, I ran into some kid that was like two years younger than me at a party. And he remembered this specific event that like caused a big ruckus at the school that I kind of started. And, you know, he said it actually like shook some things up for a couple kids, especially his, his grade, like a couple kids started asking more questions, like to some of these teachers and stuff. And that, I, and that, that solidified it for me. I was like, yeah, like 
So don't don't ever think like you're just playing a role. You know, we we've all we've all got parts to play in this this grand you know theater that we're all a part of, but we're all a part of the same play. You know, we're just all doing different acts at different times. So yeah, don't don't short sell yourself ever either. You know, that's for everybody. <laughs> that's just that's just a general for everybody don't short sell yourself because again we're we're here for a good time not a long time so do it up <laughs> isn't it interesting how i wonder if you experienced this as a dad as well that like the days are long but the months and years just rip by so freaking short it's insane like again my kid turned a year and a half today I don't, I don't know. Like I got a stupid Facebook notification. Here's a picture from a year ago. I'm like, dude, that was a year ago. Like that feels like it was five years ago. And that feels like it was five minutes ago. Like not, not five months ago, five minutes ago. Like I felt like she was this chubby little thing of rolls in my arms that I, you know, relied on me for pretty much everything except breathing. And now, you know, she's refusing to hold my hand when we walk out the front door, you know, and she's taken off running on her own. You know, it's, it's nuts. It's nuts. Isn't it's nuts. it? As uh, Ed put it, dreamless nights in the bottom of a bottle, you know, when you find those long enough, like sometimes you, you start losing some of those memories and some are good and some are bad. And that's the price you pay for that. Taking that ride, you know, here's that. to making more memories exactly making good ones and the the good ones that you want to last and stick with you and that's what that's what being a dad's all about to me at least like i've i found my peace uh i found my happiness i found uh a community now that helps lift me up in that somewhat of a way kind of a deal it's weird to think about it in those terms but I get excited when I get a message from someone or when someone responds back to my message, whether it be just about asking some guy, what's the price of that, you know, worry stone versus, you know, actually having an in-depth conversation with someone about their personal lives kind of a deal. You know, the, this community has been so uplifting for me and it, the coinciding of my kid and everything like i i found i found i i i found par i found my paradise i have personally found my paradise and i'm gonna fight to stay here <laughs> for the rest of my life you know like i i'm the luckiest dude in the world uh i'm a stay-at-home dad for a full-time job and uh, for a while I was thinking about this before we had this conversation for a while. I was not ashamed of that because I love my kid and I want to be with my kid as much as I can, but I was ashamed from the aspect that I'm not doing something with my hands. I'm not building something. I'm not making something. I'm not, I'm not problem, problem solving like I used to in my old work and all that. And then I thought more about it. I'm like, well, I am, I'm working with my hands. I'm, I'm shaping the future for my kid, you know, but 
I think really when I really got into the nuts and bolts of like why I felt that way is because I'm upset that you guys don't get to experience what I'm experiencing. And that like truly goes back into the whole giving thing. I wish I could share how happy I am with you people. Cause like it's you Norvik hardest working dude in EDC. Every time that dude, like that dude is always work. I feel like he goes to bed with a piece of sandpaper and a bit of micarta every night. <laughs> I bet his wife hates vacuuming out their bed. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like that dude is the hardest working dude in EDC. And I want that. I want to trade lives with that guy so he can have the effing break. You know what I mean? And that, and that's, I think where some of my regret is not the right word, but that somewhat pit in my gut feeling is I want you guys to experience like, um, I, I just want to make sure everybody's happy. <laughs> it sounds lame. It sounds so hippie-ish, but I found happiness and dude, I will not just only fight on my own hill to keep it for myself, but anything that any of you guys need, I'm, I want to be here for and to get that for you. Cause I want to make sure you are all on top of your own hills too. Thank you so much for talking with me, Matt, about life. You're a beautiful soul. You're definitely a lighthouse. You're a beacon of light. Thank you, Charlie of Pontium Arts for the Stoke logo and helping fuel the Stoke. Thank you, Rich Patitucci, for the jazzy riffs for the beginning and ending of the Stoke EDC audiocast. Thank you for listening. And until next time, stay stoked.